0: everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii Podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? And Devin Nakoba. Oh, sorry. Hi. Before we begin, <laughs> let me remind our listeners, we just lost people, <laughs> of all the ways they can stay in touch with the show. I think we gained people, actually. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can find us. You can go to High Sessions, at High Sessions on Instagram. Of course, you can listen on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Of course, if you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. Um, there's the Patreon stuff. The reason why we're shooting out here today is because uh, in our normal studio... You got, got heat code. We got Hiko. code. <laughs> <Heiko> <laughs> wrote us a letter and said, uh, hey, we're going to be shutting off your power on Wednesday, so, oh, wow. which is when we're shooting this thing. So we're back here with Kyle. At also the, because at we the have little. God's
1: air conditioning, because otherwise we'd just be <laughs> sitting there in the dark... Yeah, b- in the yeah. heat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
0: at first I was like, "Oh, we could still do it in the studio," you know, we'll, and it like, yeah. But the air conditioner not gonna work. Though. Hot, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. We like think lot. about those things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we're
2: back at the the, the COVID situation. studio. Yeah, yeah. When we was all outdoors.
0: Party manner. Yeah, party <laughs> manner. That's <laughs> exactly. right. That's right. Uh, I'd like to thank Koopa Koopa Landscaping, Landscape Architects. You can call Kevin Yokomura 808-722-8685 for a free estimate. Or go to Kupu Kupu Landscaping.com. Again, we'd like to thank our food sponsor, Ford Ruger Market. Um, Ruger, Ruger! Yeah. Ruger, Ruger. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about Ford Ruger with our guest in a second because he has some uh, history with that place. You can find Devin at Kumu94.7 and Kyle at HighLifeClothing.com. And now, I'd like to introduce our guest, Mr. Tori Mel. Hey. 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 Thank you, thank you. Hey, uh, I, I
3: definitely fall into the Beyond category of the music and all that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 I'm Beyond,
3: and I'm like, I'm the Beyond guy. That's
0: true. <laughs> We've had a lot of Beyond, so it's it's all
3: good. More yeah. Beyond than me. No. I'm I'm pretty like like, you know, you mm. guys had a slow week, and you're like, fuck, who can we call? Ah, uh, Brooke's no, no, husband, no. He's, a, he's a weirdo. <laughs> it's funny, because ever
0: since she brought you up, I've been like, oh, we got to get this guy on. Like, I really want to talk to him. So, uh, Tori is an actor, producer, uh, writer, author. Yes. yes, And also has the designation of being married to one of the most beautiful women in the world.
3: Yes, so. my mom. Oh, <laughs> hey. Yes, no, I, uh, I, I married into, uh, you know, royalty. So, yeah. the, you know, Brooklyn Hawaii scenario, <laughs> That's right. but you know
0: what? You fit in well. Uh, you have a great, great demeanor. Cause I remember at your kids' uh, birthday party, yeah, yeah, you were out there partying it up, and I had a great around. time.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, I, I've I've been coming to Hawaii my my whole life since I was a little kid. You know, we would vacation here. We'd you know spend like you know a couple weeks here, a couple weeks on Maui. Like those are our two, mostly Maui, but sometimes here. Sometimes Kauai. But like, so I've always loved Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, my whole, I'm like, I'm going to fucking, you know, live in Hawaii. And it's going to be, it's my dream. And I love it more than anything. And then much to my dismay, when I moved here, I'm like, you know, I, I think I'd rather vacation in Hawaii than, than live in Hawaii. You got rock <laughs> fever, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I, I, I've i said this before, but if it wasn't for COVID, I'd probably be in a, a completely different headspace. Yeah. Because mm. we moved here in 2018 relatively quick, you know, I'll give you the quick version of, of me arriving in Hawaii with Brooke. Um, we always talked about retiring and coming back here at some okay. point. And my dad was sick. Uh, he had cancer and was, you know, dying. Thanks, guys, for bringing that up. And, uh, and this is <laughs> in 2018, you know, it was a few years. Yeah. But every summer, um, they would, my wife and kids would come here uh, summer and I'd stay home and work. I worked in production. I was a producer at Roddenberry, uh, entertainment, the guys that created Star Trek. Yes. And I was there for, we're going to talk about that. Oh yeah. we'll, we'll get to it all. <laughs> but, um, and then, you know, so I'd stay home and I would do like conventions and stuff. That was part of the things I did there. And so I'd work all the cons, all the cons, every um. con, the con con. Um, and then, uh, my dad passed away, uh, June 8th of uh, 2018, uh, they already had their tickets to come for vacation. Oh. Bailey, our daughter happened to get into Kamehameha preschool, oh. which was like the miracle. And all I've heard about is Kamehameha, this Kamehameha, that. And it's like, you know, so it just kind of, you know, my dad was keeping me tethered to LA really. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. when he passed, we kind of moved mm-hmm. and then, but like that, like it was weird. And so I was like, fuck, this is weird. I don't like it here. This is not, it just happened. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, stuck in that mindset for you know a year and a half i would go home like five six times a year uh, i was doing i like practicing martial arts <laughs> you know, in front of my face um, randomly in the middle of conversations uh but i'd always go home and i'd spend a few weeks at home because i just couldn't i, I just being it's, here didn't yeah, make sense it's different yeah covid happened and now you're stuck i was trapped here for a year and a half i'd just gone to paris december of uh, 2019 And so I was like, that's still part of my, you know, (laughs) mental breakdown of being here with my best friends. Uh, And then came back and literally, you know, February, the world shut down. And so I was like, okay, so now I was forced to be here. And I think that year and a half that I didn't travel through like all of, you know, 2020 and half of 2021, you know I remember it was, it was january of twenty twenty one I was like I was driving on the on the h one I was giving a hand job to the h yeah. one <laughs> I'm doing this good. people can like hear me <laughs> doing hand gestures while they're listening um and uh I was like, huh i like I guess this is my home now and so it kind of like you know uh-huh. broke me a little bit but I've accepted it. I still complain about it because that's part of my Jewish charm. Is I need to complain about something, or I'm a bad Jew. Right. Uh, and I am the only Jew in Hawaii, so it's great. Um, but that was, you know, my journey to like coming here and hating it, and now accepting it. And I meet tons of like everyone here is super nice. Like I really do love the people here. Uh, I hate the heat. You know, I'm like a big fat dude who like just sweats all the time. <laughs> Uh, I don't like going into the sun because I'm going to like die of skin cancer and like sure. I want to try and surf but if I try it hurts my neck sitting on my stomach and it, so I have a lot of issues but like the people are nice and you know I like the food a little bit but not like I don't worship it you know Sure. so it's all my, my, my friends are all back home like the vast variety of foods that I can eat is all back home mm. and everyone knows that you know because this has been my complaint since day one so it's you know It's the old Tory story, but you know, so, but I'm here and I love it. And I don't know why I started talking about it, but back home, meaning born and raised in LA, born and raised in, in Hollywood, California, like Hollywood proper. Well, my, both my parents were from New York. Uh, and when my mom's family moved out to LA in the forties, uh, they could either build in Beverly Hills or Hollywood. And at the time Hollywood was the happening spot. Yeah. So they built their house. In the middle of Hollywood, which is rad. And that's, you know, where I grew up. Wow. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, the lifestyle
3: change for you must have been really dramatic. It, well, Coming I mean... From it, L.A. It, to Hawaii and Hollywood. Well, it, you know, specifically, yeah, for sure. I mean, it still is because that's kind of like what I grew up in. and That's who I grew up around. Yeah. And I have like regular normal friends. But, you know, I have like <laughs> friends that are, you know, industry based just from, you know, growing up together. They're just regular people that I grew up with and they happen to become... X, Y, and Z. Right, 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 right. right. You know, so it's, and it's, it's... like everybody
0: here knows a professional surfer.
3: 100%. It's the same. Or a professional musician that's like, you know, like everyone's, you know, cousins with brother is or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, but like when we first moved here, I got hired to shoot something, an interview piece for someone, and I didn't have anything here. So I was like, okay, well, you know, they shoot movies here, so they must have like a studio expendable store where I could just buy a bunch of shit. It doesn't exist. And so I'm like, right, well, I'll go to Best Buy. And Best Buy didn't have what I needed Whereas I know back home they would, but you know if they didn't have it at Best Buy at home, like they'd have expendable stores. But I would, you know, I'm like, okay, well, when's X Y Z coming in? And they're like, on the next shipment. And I'm like, when's the next shipment? They're like, we don't know. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, so that's kind of a problem. And then yeah. no one here is like really in a hurry to do stuff, which is really? that's I've, still, never, I've never heard that. Yeah, it's <laughs> very strange. You know? Which is
1: interesting because in L.A., people complain about nobody's in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, it's really? actually even worse. Well, so, in like, the fact, fact so that it's actually worse here is Hollywood is a
3: big uh, a hurry up and wait. Yeah, know? yeah. But like, there's I think purpose behind it. Whereas here, it's just like that's cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. we'll get to it. When we get to it. You're on an island. You're not going anywhere. What is yeah. the biggest difference though? You you see in contrast of the two
2: places? Hundred
3: percent is well. I mean, so there's three big differences. It's okay. first and foremost, like for me, is food. I really do. As you could tell, I, I enjoy food. I mm. like a variety of food, and then my comfort food, which is deli, Jewish deli food, uh, doesn't exist he did, here. Yeah, not here. So my biggest, my biggest thing is food, and now things are popping up here and there. <laughs> and so my food complaint is getting less and less. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, we have got
2: Jersey Mike's, and I
3: think that's good, dude. They're opening up a Capriati's over here, right, right across it's from Kahala Mall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it blows. So Jersey Mike's, I'd love. Yeah. Like it's fucking. It, you know, there's no other sandwich place. I go to Jersey Mike's. Until Capriati's comes. Okay. And Capriati's is... I think they may have started in Vegas. That's where I first found out about it, like, three decades ago or whatever. And they just have delicious Italian sandwiches. And it's just...
1: I've heard very good things about it.
3: It's great. Like, every time I drive by, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I just get a job at Capriati's and crush (laughs) sandwiches all day, you know? Um, So, food is, is the first big one. And, like, friends are friends. And, like, that doesn't really... I won't count that. The other big thing, which is, like, the biggest thing... Is being able to go somewhere else. Yeah. Mm. When I'm at home, I'm like, "Hey guys, let's go skiing." You know, you could drive up to the mountains. You yeah. know, or you could be like, "Let's go to Nebraska." I don't fucking know why you go to Nebraska, but you know, you have places or to you, go.
2: You can easily go. Let's go to Vegas for the weekend.
3: A hundred, easy. You know? It's a three and a half hour yeah. trip as yeah. far as I, you know, as fast as I drive. And I, <laughs> you know, and I would do. My dad retired in Vegas, and I would literally go after work on a Friday. I'd t- take in with me at the time because he was, you know, we didn't have Bailey yet, and I'm like. I'm, we're going to go to Vegas. You want to come? She's like, Brooke's like, no. Or she'll be like, okay. And we'll just get literally after work, get in the car and drive to Vegas. Wow. Mm. Three and a half hours later, you're there. But you have the option to go do other things. He, Bailey loves seeing new shit and she likes going and doing stuff. And here, you know, we'll go on road trips around the island a lot. But, you know, after an hour <laughs> and a half, you've done it. Like there's There's, stuff, yeah. a, there's a tree.
1: So oh like, look, uh, another that, tree. That yeah, tree. Yeah,
3: from <laughs> yeah. That's root on it now. There's the water. There's the, water. Totally. There's the sand. The okay, we It is beautiful, yeah. you know. But like, and this is this this sucks. This is like my new revelation, which you know, yeah, this breaking news. The Oahu is like a third world country, like the way it fucking looks compared <laughs> to Kauai. Oh, because mm-hmm. I just yeah. spent the weekend on Kauai, where we were just talking about um Chad Smith, yep, from the yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. Brooke hosted this uh, charity event or a fundraiser for a school and I guess Chad Smith his kid maybe goes to that they live on Kauai and the kid I didn't know he lives in well, Kauai somehow there was a, a red hot chili pepper uh, VIP package that Chad Smith donated to the school mm, wow shit. and like that was super rad so but we went uh, and that went for like you know, I bid on it for you know a thousand dollars and people were like <whistles> and then I was like $2,000. It's way too much money. And it ended up going for like 8000 bucks. What was the package
2: oh, including? Like a I think private just,
3: concert or something? At you, any show you wanted to go to, you'd have to go there. But you're in like VIP seating, oh, like boothing gosh. to any place. And so I'm like, Damn. one of the one of the places was Germany. And my son's like obsessed with like Germany and German and Duolingo. He's oh, like, like a little, little Nazi wagon? Jew. It's the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> but, oh, you know, my. so I was like, oh, that'd be rad. I'd take him to see his favorite band because he fell in love with the Chili Peppers. He'll be 16 in May, and he loves them. read Anthony Kiedis' book. And so I'm well, like,
0: what oh. is with these young kids with the liking the bands of our day? I, is gonna, it just because the music was music music's good. So good. here, here's, well, here exactly. So here's uh, what's this is
3: the only so it's parents the music today. is fucking awful. Yeah, there is like literally zero good music. Maybe there's one or no. two <laughs> but it's fuck it's bad. Well, like, there's, there's r- a lot of bad. I, yeah. I say there's. For rock and roll? Yes. There's oh, there's bad. no rock. It's pretty bad. It's, it's awful. So yeah. it's, you know, but it's like all like little fucking scumbag Z and like Tattoo Face McGee. And it's like, <laughs> I don't, you're not making music. Yeah. When, when yeah. the people that like you now are our age, they're not going to be going like, fuck, remember, you know, listening back. They're going to listen back and be like, this was fucking awful. Yeah. yeah. And so what happens is it's the parents. It's our job to make sure that the kids well, listen to the stuff. And
0: that's why also the K-pop stuff, I think, has gotten
3: so popular. Oh, it's at, great. At least, at yeah, least they're singing Brooke. and, you know, dancing
0: and stuff. Yeah. No,
3: for sure, because they're like the boy bands. But I, right. I even still think, like, no one's going to give a shit about BTS in oh. 15 years. You well, know? De- Devin will. Oh, did when Brooke it's was okay. on, did she tell you about... Okay. Oh, she wasn't in love with BTS No, yet. no not yet. No. She wasn't yet. She Let wasn't me tell you, me you something. This is, this is like... Thank God it's kind of tapered off now. That the the army's actually going into the army, mm-hmm. but she was like was obsessed with BTS and started learning Korean because oh. of BTS. Yeah. Paid to be a fucking army member. Yep. BTS, my wife too. <laughs> yeah, we
1: went we went to the concerts, the whole thing, man. Oh my, hey, we're going to LA like, or Vegas or both. Well, we went to LA and then we went to uh, we so went to San Diego. Crazy.
3: That is so crazy. Did it you have to insane. eat a soda
2: bowl and all the <laughs>
3: Korean places too all the time? Yeah, uh, me. Yeah, with I with her. So I never really ate Korean food until I m- met her. And I had so this this is weird. This is my, this is how I, either ignorant or not racist I am is, you know, I you know growing up I had you know black friends, Asian friends, you know Mexican friends, like whatever. But one of my best friends is dude Simon Shin, who's Korean, and his parents owned like you know Korean restaurants. I never ate at the restaurants or anything, but I never thought about Korean food. He was Mm -hmm. just like, you know, my friend. I didn't think there was... his
1: parents owned the restaurant. Totally, but I didn't (laughs)
3: think anything ethnic. Like, he was just a dude. And it wasn't until Brooke where she's like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, Simon's like full-blown Korean and his family owns restaurants and, (laughs) you know, shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, 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 let's go eat Korean food. (laughs) You know, so, but she did, like, dim sum I never really ate. Like, a little bit, but not really. Like, most of the... I ate Chinese food. That was like... And sushi, I guess. But, like, anything Korean... Thai. That's true. I never really thought. I mean, even within the Asians, you know, there's
0: differences. But I never really Asians. thought, like, <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, you know, my friend's uh, mom used to work for Yummies. Yeah, yeah. She made awesome food. Oh, so dude, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, my mom's cooking. They're like, okay. Yeah, I believe, but you never thought I, of it as a cuisine. Yeah, I, I didn't think, know? like, I'm going to eat Korean food tonight. I'm going to eat whatever... Ben's mom is cooking because it's freaking <laughs> awesome. No
1: lies, if they <laughs> no. if they worked at Yummy, she probably just brought home the food from the restaurant. Here you go. Yeah, that's true. I know. Uh, yeah. Right? Just yeah. bring home whatever the special. So, but, is. but
3: that was you know. So, so the traveling—that's the like really the one that hurts. Reminder table. Yeah. Oh shit! I, yeah, you said don't bang on. It. Every everyone does it. I know, Everyone's so you okay. got. You, okay. you, you need a sub table here that I could uh, <laughs> I know. hand on. But uh, it's you know, especially for Bailey because Finnegan, we moved here when he was eleven, so he had a whole life in L.A. Mm. Bailey was only uh, four years old. Oh uh, so, yeah, yeah. So every year for Halloween, we'd go to Disney, and we had like you know, passes to get in for free, so I never had to pay, and we can go to you. Uni- Finnegan went to grade school right across the street from Universal, wow. so we just got a season pass, and like if we were you know bored one day after school, we just pop on over. And hang out there for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. like, you really you miss that stuff here. And then the thing that bums me out about here is that because it's such a small place, when there is uh, events happening like the Punahou Carnival or the 50th State Fair or something, the entire
2: island goes there. There's nothing, yeah. yeah.
3: Whereas you can have that in a big city, and you know some people are going to go, but most of them won't. There'll be a lot of people, but it won't be choked with fucking. humans. Well, any of space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> choked yeah. with humans. Yeah. So, but here <laughs> it's and it's such a bum because I'm like I want to do that stuff. But I hate people and I hate crowds. <laughs> yeah. you know? and, and now yeah. that you know COVID was a thing, I'm still like, "Fuck!" Now everyone's giving me COVID. You know? Did you, know, you, know, catch, you, know did I... you catch COVID? So um, here's my COVID story, which is fantastic. I finally got <laughs> it in May of Brooke last year. Uh-huh. And yeah, that's exactly when I got it. Did you almost die? I didn't. No. <laughs> so my um, my mother in law got it. Okay. She was like on the couch asleep all the time, and it was like a whole thing. We're like, we should probably test her, and so we tested her. She was positive and I'm always helping her with her computer shit. So I'm always like in her face and so I was like, well, I may as well test too. I tested positive on a Thursday, positive on a Friday, negative Saturday and therefore and zero symptoms like zero. Oh,
1: interesting. But you're home testing.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you
1: gave it to everybody around you then?
3: I don't think that. I think she cause she's out and about. I don't do anything. I'm literally like a fucking hermit. Like you guys invited me on, I'm like, I get to go somewhere. This is amazing. Are you like semi retired then? Is that Yeah, I that mean, me? I'm like we've kind of switched roles, you know. So uh, I still I, I'm more creative now. Like I take care of the kids. I'm a stay at home dad. That's yeah. like my job. But in that time, you know, I play lots of video games. But I do, well, you know, I write. Like I finished I finished my novel here. That I started 20 years Spaceship ago. Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Uh, came out, you know, two years ago now. It's, you know, I released it on Earth Day. You can, you can buy my book, Spaceship Earth, wherever ebooks are sold. Self-published. It's on Amazon. On Amazon. It's on, you know, e-readers, whatever. Did know. you read it too? Is it on, like, Audible and stuff? I People keep wanting me to. And I might. Because I have a beautiful voice. There you go. <laughs> but uh, I, um, I just haven't done it yet. You know, I kind of... I get obsessed with things and part of my laziness is I like environments. Like I like going somewhere to, to work. I like being somewhere in a studio or like whatever. And so my podcast setup is at home and my recording setup is in front of my computer, which is on my desk, which is in the living room. Uh-huh. You know, it looks nice and whatever, but like it's not optimal for me to be as loud or as quiet or as whatever I want to be. So I want to build a studio For myself. Mm. And I keep, you know, watching all these videos on YouTube of you know, how to build your own, you know, at home thing. I'm not a builder guy. Like I'm not I don't have that gift.
0: Yeah, I have the same problem. But
3: but that's what I wanted. That's what I want and I'm obsessed with it. And so once I think I get that and it's all an excuse, by the way, because I'm just lazy. Yeah. But because it sounds fucking amazing where I am anyways. Yeah. But A D D plus laziness equals I haven't read my book on audio. (laughs) But if I had that environment, I think I could go into the studio. I'm not paranoid about the people that are around me or being interrupted. Then I would definitely get it done. Mm-hmm. But until I could do that, like I'll just Well, you be... go to Pacific Music.
1: They'll put you in a little room and you can read your whole Where's book. Where's that? Man. Pacific Music, they're right downtown. I'll, I'll get you the number afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So they, they actually do... They produce the oh. they produce books. Dude,
3: audiobooks. give me that. I'd love to do that. Sure. I'd love and that because, you know, a couple years ago, uh, I think it was right before COVID. I don't know. I've lost track of time. But I... Are There all these little tiny workspaces mm-hmm. you know, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. are fucking rad, that are pop, yeah. like little box yeah. mm-hmm. whatever. And they're so cool. They're whole little like work environments. I'm mm-hmm. like, I should just go do this every day. You just but bring I your don't. laptop, drink coffee. Totally. There's actually a, a friend of
0: mine, he kind of organizes a group because I guess there's a lot of people that work from home where they work in these workspaces. So he does like socials. So mm-hmm. I just went down to one and saw people that work from home and got to meet them. And one guy was into crypto and one girl does some kind of like – Sometimes she works from a, from mainline company from home, and it's just kind of nice to get to know people. Totally, I mean, there's a lot of people that work from Hawaii that don't work for a Hawaii company. They're they're working for the mainlines. So, yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah.
3: they're all remote. Because yeah. everyone during COVID realized that you could have any job and work from home. Yeah, the yeah. only people that you, the only reason you have an office, and I've always thought this, even when I was like working in production. I mean, production is a little different, but like the only reason you need an office is to to hold your employees accountable. Mm. Yeah. You know, so you can look at them being there. because so I'm paying you. Most employees, no matter what your job is, you're not working you know eight hours straight. you're going in in the morning checking your emails, doing your whatever work you have to get done and the rest of the work is just fucking busy work. Yeah. you know The one thing that I, I will say
0: when I was at the office and I was going in all the time, it does help like say we all work together. I have an idea. I can walk over and go, "Hey, Tori." I have hundred percent you talk. You know, there's a lot of that, that interaction. One hundred percent. that's yeah. that
3: the the interpersonal, you know, human communication of the work environment is great. Yeah. Because that you know boosts creativity, boosts you know whatever. But uh, you know, working from home, not being around people, like I get it. But you know, so I'm, you know, I, I. So do, I think the hybrid is actually the best. Like but, go half like three days. But in. It, it, it kind
0: of, of depends on what you're doing, though. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're like an accountant, work from home. Work from home. You're not bouncing ideas on accounting off your
3: coworker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, what well, I you mean? know, I just got a, you know my TCB reports <laughs> in. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, it's true. But uh, I, yeah, I, I I do uh. So I'm I'm a Mr. Mom. I stay at home. I just did a Kawaii I had a, oh, okay. oh yeah. I have I did it last year and it was amazing. I sold my book and sold out of them, which is great. Cool. And then I create I created like a few. I'm working on a few new books right now, like a couple children's books and things like that. And uh, and I made stickers for my characters and brought it to the convention and you know got a table and sold uh, you know that shit. Oh, yeah, those... that's who
1: was okay. That's right. Somebody was looking for you. Um, Go on. No no no. I uh, <laughs> was at Koi Khan Cat, and, right? and they huh? said Murder Cat. Yeah, a murder kitty. You had a murder okay. kid. Sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. I, No, I was, I was walking around with my with my daughter. I should have brought you guys a sticker. I would have given you all my stickers. Well, no, my, my friend, uh, you know Michael Lee? Yeah, yeah, yeah Mike Sun yeah. Lee. So Mike Mike was walking around, right? I yeah, ran yeah. into him. I go, what's up? Uh, Mike and I acted uh, act together. And so uh, we doing theater work. And yeah, he's yeah. in L.A. for a super long time. And he goes, yeah, I'm looking for my friend Tori. He's supposed to be around here selling his shit, but I don't know where he is. Yeah, and, and, I, I, went, saw and him. I went, who's that? He goes, oh, it's Brooklyn Lee's husband. I went, oh, I know that, that guy. <laughs> and then he went running off to try to find you, but I don't think he was able to catch you. No, so, I, I saw Michael. Oh, a few
2: did he? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, good. So being at Kauai Con versus being at. At Comic Con? Comic Con is mm-hmm. night and day for me, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, so yeah. I don't,
3: you know, I what I did realize about myself working at, you know, because at Roddenberry, I, you know, produced uh like our comic books, short films, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, but I also was in charge of all the uh conventions we did, you know, all those Star Trek conventions. Wow. And so I realized, which is great, cuz you know, i am like, what I, you know, I make I love making movies. I've worked in entertainment for, you know, over 30 years. I you know, that's what I love to do, but I really love doing conventions. Like mm. that's just, you know, working with the, you know, the teamsters and like, you know, controlling my booth and doing all that shit is like really fun to me. Mm-hmm. And so when we moved here, I for we uh, Honolulu Comic Con happened, yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, there's you know, a comic book convention here, dope. And we went, and it was really bad. Mm. Like, I was like, This fucking <laughs> sucks. And so, I was like, devastated. I'm like, Oh, what a bum out! And then, COVID happened, and then, Kawaii Con happened last year for the first time since mm-hmm. before the pandemic, mm-hmm. yeah. And because people had a little extra cheddar to spend, ah. and they were all cooped up because it was the first convention back for like that genre thing. It was packed.
2: So it's getting better then.
3: It's getting better. Oh, so last year Con was man. huge. This year there was a ton of it wasn't as big as last year, but there was still a, a shit there a ton, ton of ton people. Of
1: people man. So it
3: was a really it was a good show and it was fun. But you know, I I, I do I do miss the the chaos of, you know, San Diego. Yeah. Like I have that thing mm-hmm. like down to a science, you know. <laughs> and my, my my Las Vegas convention, which is the big Star Trek one. You know, that's fun Drive like I driving the big cube truck to, yeah. you know, from LA to Vegas with all the merch and I so,
2: those days too. I used to go to all the ASRs in the nineties. The best, in right? San Diego Convention Center. It's so crazy.
3: It's crazy. Yeah, it's just fun, you know. And yeah. then I'm like, you know, the Hyatt became my hotel of choice, so I have like 14 trillion mile, uh, you know, points <laughs> yeah. at Hyatt. Yeah. You know, I okay, became, wait. I, I became a point point guy. I have to. I have
1: to get into the Star Trek thing, which is going to make them nuts. But I'll include. I'll make it inclusive. Are you? Are you going to make? Okay. So I've, are you? Uh, are you? Uh, Original Star Trek, are you new?
3: I, I actually dislike the original series. So you guys mm. know that Star Trek's been around since the 60s. Yes. You know that there's like a thousand different iterations of the show. Yes. And each generation of Star Trek, whether it's the original series or the next generation or uh, uh, Deep Space Nine yeah. or Voyager or Enterprise or, Enterprise or yeah. the new stuff. Yeah. You Picard. You know, Picard. which brave is so New World. Yep. So fucking I've just been hearing the, the greatest best. things mm. about So that. original series... I don't like it's unwatchable to me. I don't like the acting. I don't like the fucking, you know, look. I I'm just not a fan of 60s television mm-hmm. so much. I'm more like all 70s all the time. Okay. Um and so I didn't like I liked Next Generation. And I don't I would never would have considered myself a Trekkie so much. You know, I'd go to I've been going to Comic-Con over 30 years. Like when I turned 16, I, you know, got in my car and drove down to San Diego before it was at the convention center. Hmm. So, like, I like all that pop culture shit. And I, I have my original communicator that I bought when I was 16 years old at a convention. Wow. Oh, wow. And then I have our actual prop replica from when I was at Rodberry. So, you know, I, I like all that shit. But, like, I never liked the original series. Somehow I ended up watching so much of The Next Generation. But here's my Hawaii story. is <laughs> I like Next Generation. But when I found out Star Trek: Deep Space Nine was coming on, which was in the '90s, we were uh, on vacation on Maui, mm-hmm. and we all went to dinner one night. And I was like, I forget, how, I was young, but I was like, in the middle of dinner, I'm like, I gotta go. And they're like, What the fuck are you talking about? Where do you have to go? I, you know, maybe 16. I don't know how old it was. And uh, I'm like, I got Deep Space Nine is premiering, and I got to watch it. And so I just fucking jammed back to the hotel and watched the premiere of <laughs> Star Trek: Deep Space Nine at a hotel while on vacation. That was wow. more important than you know my Maui trip. <laughs> well, was what was it? But so Enterprise to answer your question yeah. was, was my favorite uh, okay. Star Trek. Okay, which is I'm in the I'm in the minority. That's the one with Scott Bakula. Yeah and the theme song was like this fucking like awful it's been a long road <laughs> getting <laughs> from there yeah, to really here but where no, like, <laughs> so so uh. it's like it was so bad but I still love that, that that theme song even though it was awful but like if you hear, hear the first like you know couple notes of the original Star Trek mm-hmm. even if you're not Trekkie you know yeah. kind yeah, of what it is iconic, yeah. you know. so but that Enterprise didn't have that the cast was fucking awful except I love Scott Balcula as a, a, a um Archer, mm-hmm. and then I loved uh, Jolene Blaylock as to Paul. Oh, yeah. she's so fucking hot. Oh yeah. So, but I would. So I'm. I'm. You know. And then I started working. So, and then I went to my best friend. One of my best friends uh, is best friends with uh, Rod Roddenberry, oh, uh, wow. Gene's son. And so I met Rod through my uh, best friend Jules. You know, just from hanging out and like whatever. And we'd have parties, and then, and so then I became friends with them, and then. You know, later in life at some point I was like, you know, needed a job or something. I was in between everything and Rod gave me a job at uh Roddenberry and I started working there and I worked there for like eight or nine years and
0: What's your favorite Star Trek? I'm I'm original guy.
1: You love oh, the original really? I tried,
3: yeah. I, I think just because I grew up
1: with it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. for for me, Star Trek has always been if you want to get somebody into it, they've gotta watch a specific episode that hooks them. Once 100%. they get once they get that episode and they go, Oh, that's like the gateway drug, and then you're all of a sudden you really like Star Trek. But if you never, if you never get in, and some people don't, they'll they'll watch every single episode and just go, none of this speaks to me. You'll be like, nah, eh, whatever. But I'm not a, I'm not a um, Bill Van Osdall. He's a huge Trekkie, but I mean, he's into everything from the original series all the way up till now. Like he's watched every single episode of every single thing, and he's he wears the outfits. Have, have you, and have you watched Picard? I I haven't it because I don't have Paramount. It's unwatchable.
0: And I'm like, it's mm. unwa- did you watch I, it? Everyone says it's so good. They're I
3: a... all full of See? shit. <laughs> Every last one of them. Really? Is, is they whoever is telling you this are liars. They're like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to think Macard's. The first season was uh, you could. It, 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 I had to force myself to get through it. The second and, season, the same scenario, and then I started watching the third season, which is the final season, and I got like two episodes in, and I'm like, I, I don't even know if I could commit to, it. and I haven't. I haven't finished <laughs> it. Uh-huh. I didn't. I couldn't no, get. It, it took man, me forever to get into uh, Discovery, yeah. which was like the first big thing that yep. you know, started yep. the whole new Star Trek yep. thing. Um, and but Strange New Worlds, fantastic.
1: Yeah. So it, 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 and it's kind of like with the movies, right? I was it's say, like, what these, do you guys think the, about the movies like It's like a hit or Star miss Trek thing. Is the like Star Trek One, I, I, I was excited to see it because it was the first one that came out, right, the motion picture, and then yeah. you watch it and it went what the fuck is this? Because there was like no action. There's a lot of talking. Oh, there was the a strange first, thing with the Voyager. with uh, Kirk, Kirk and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That yeah. That with with and so from Yeah, movies. and you, went, and yeah, you yeah. went, what the fuck is this thing? And then and then, Wrath of Khan came out and you went, oh, okay, see, this is... Wow. this is
3: Nicholas Myers.
1: Yeah, and then they hooked people in with that. Then the third one was meh. And then the fourth one was really great because Leonard Nimoy directed the yeah. thing. And then once wow. he directed it, William Shatner said, I'm not doing any more Star Trek movies unless you let me direct and then they <laughs> let him direct and everybody went oh wow that, that might have been the best idea yeah mistake and then but uh, and then the reboot happened right then, then, then they went into the New Generation movies which I didn't really watch because I, I, I never but could get into J. J. New Generation J.J. Abrams yeah. no 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 and then they did the and then they did the oh, yeah, reboot the J. 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 yeah Abrams. yeah 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 with yeah. The, like Nemesis and, and all then, those and the thing just went ooh, and went into the ground sorry I'll, I'll let you wake up in a second <laughs> Kyle and then um, and then well, they Kyle did you the, watch
3: movies right yeah. Yeah, Did you see any of the Star Trek no, movies?
0: No. no, he never watches any of them. Not- <laughs> Kyle doesn't watch anything that's not based on a true story. Really? That's why he didn't like
1: um, The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> what's with the walking trees? I don't understand. I'll come and get the walking trees.
3: <laughs> hey, go back uh, so him. Come back. They're still for the, walking. For the rest of this
0: <laughs> podcast, Kyle really doesn't need to be here. Well,
3: you know what's interesting, though, is that your, your aesthetic in life, seeing your fucking party palace for the first time, <laughs> yeah. I would think that you actually would like, get down with all of that stuff. Like you seem like you should oh, be a man. movie guy. I, mean, I
2: saw Star Wars in '77. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't. yeah. And that was the
3: last movie you saw in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> <Too much. laughs> you didn't see the John Wick movies. Uh, I I like John Wick. See what I'm saying? That's a great. Maybe we put John Wick series. in space.
2: Then you get <laughs> oh. Star Wars. That, that
1: could be happening because they're totally. gonna do. They keep doing these movies with John so Wick. Good. So I haven't. I actually haven't seen the new one. But anyway, sorry. Um, finish, finish. But your then Star Wars, when Star Wars. they did the reboot, actually the reboot got me. There you go. The reboot got me back into the movie.
3: So in two thousand nine, my was Finnegan was two years old, my son, and the mm-hmm. very first movie he saw in a theater was uh two thousand nine Star Trek. Because oh, no we had a premiere, a special screening of it, uh, off of the coast of Southern California. It's a little island called Catalina. Oh yeah. It's like an hour and a half boat ride. Yeah. And uh they have this really beautiful, like, old theater called the Avalon. And it's fucking rad. And we had a like special event screening at awesome. the Avalon and I brought Finnegan and, you know, He's a little guy, but that was a friend. Nichelle Nichols sat right behind us.
1: Oh, you're kidding yeah. me. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, working for Roddenberry for all that time, uh, one of the things that's been interesting that's come out recently about Roddenberry is uh, people who worked for him uh, sort of did the thing that they did with uh, the founding fathers of Hamilton. Right. So when the when Hamilton first came out, gave everybody all this interest and they all wanted to know all about right, all about the, the his the fathers yeah. and the historical and all that stuff, right? But then you find out, wait, Jefferson owned slaves. He yeah. didn't just own slaves, he owned like two hundred slaves. And people go, wait, George Washington wait, what the fuck's going on with this? And then the same thing <laughs> sort of happened with Roddenberry, because as as the iterations of Star Trek went on, and as we've become this Woke society, or you know, people yeah, yeah. are more aware of these things. They go, wait a second. So when he started Star Trek, how come every woman in that in that place was really fine but green? And and Kirk got to oof oh all of God. them. Yeah, and everybody got to wear like every, all of them had to wear really short skirts, including Roddenberry's yeah. wife. Right. Totally. So you Man, get all huh? like, whoa, that's interesting. And so the 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 thing being, Roddenberry is more um People have been able to sort of separate the man from the myth, right? That yeah, that Roddenberry could be both this guy who was visionary and thought of all these amazing things that, that everybody could get together and, and get some of along. love
3: to fill fucking hot ladies. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's interesting. And as a which, which was done that.
0: by every other TV show and production. Yeah, but, but, but oh, yeah. what's anyway. weird but. is
3: that the the Gene Roddenberry created. And this is why Star Trek is alive today. And the reason why it's changed people's lives Mm -hmm. and the reason why Star Trek is like made people become physicists and astronauts Mm -hmm. and fucking the crazy that Star Wars never did this stuff Mm -hmm. because Gene created a world that is the what humanity should strive to become. Mm -hmm. And it spoke to so many people. And if you can get rid of all the bullshit that, you know, which is like all this woke stuff, but like all the wars and the hates and the, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know our society, uh, humanity as a whole, would become a the fucking best place in the universe. No. You know? And Gene created that world and pe- it just spoke to people yeah. and it inspired people and you had a fucking black chick who was like, you know, the first, you know, lieutenant of whatever in yeah. space. He yeah. had an Asian dude who was like the fucking pilot of the ship and like none of this was on TV then and Gene's mm-hmm. like, true. you know, there's <laughs> yeah. he, he's like, let me, how do I make a political statement but... Guys, it as a, a you know a science fiction show.
2: No, this guy Gene, yeah, who created Star Wars, Star Trek. Star, Star Trek. What you son of a so bitch. What I going to say Star is Star, Star Wars. Here we go. Yeah
3: is is it is it equivalent to George Lucas or is no. it beyond? No, so so Star Trek was um, a, was a, a science fiction show about you know things that mattered. Okay. Disguised as science fiction. Yeah. Okay. Star Wars. Is just pure space opera yeah, it's insanity. Popcorn It's, popcorn, yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. like popcorn, you're, you're watching like you know lasers in space, right? Yeah, it's yeah.
1: people try to people try to uh, put deeper stuff into it, and it always sort of bounces off. And you go, yeah. oh well, no, but it's not Star really. Star really-
3: Trek has Star meaning. Trek has meaning, and yeah. it's and it sounds fucking corny as shit to say, but that Star Trek really was something that was created. Because Gene had something to say. Yeah. And studios didn't want to make stuff that had something to say.
2: So when you say change lives, you know guys became physicists, scientists, and Well you think stuff about like the that. communicator, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Some kid It's was in poly- your pocket right now. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. I mean it's this
3: stuff like I actually have a Bluetooth communicator. That pairs with my phone that like oh, with the wow, I like, oh, like, Man, Devin's like, going to hey! be – if I fucking <laughs> flip
2: it open. Devin's going to come to your house tonight to
3: look at it. If <laughs> so I have it here, I should have brought it next Ooh. time. Next time I come on, I'll bring it to you. Okay, sounds good. You can good. check it out. Sounds good. Awesome. But yeah, yeah. But, you know, so Star Trek, you know, it, it's the, the the fans are fascinating. Yeah. You hmm. know, they're all super nice, very interesting <laughs> human beings. <laughs> uh, you know, all nice but super quirky. Yeah, you know, and yeah. like dealing with them, and you know, but you become friends with these people. So the guy
2: that has a Jedi logo tattooed on his shoulder is different from the guy that has the triangle. Yeah, and, the delta. Well, yeah, that's that's right. what it's called. But that's the yeah. thing
1: you don't you don't see a lot of Star Trek. Not a lot of Star Trek who tattoos. have that. Yeah, they'll they'll go to a convention. They'll get dressed up. They'll wear their ears. They'll do the whole thing. Like Bill. Bill's a huge Star Trek fan. He has no tattoos on his body or anything on his card that, that we says, know of. Well, yeah, that we know of. Yeah, but but he is. <laughs> But, like, if he opens up his computer, if he opens up his computer, it's the Enterprise. Like, he has the Enterprise on there. The We've and, and, oh, we we like seen it. his stuff.
3: Oh, he yeah, yeah. His stuff, yeah, he's totally, yeah. He's totally... Um, next he's time I, come, I see you guys, I'll bring you some, like, Star Trek stuff because I still have, like, some, like, leftover shit that I've collected over the years. Oh,
2: so, don't give this guy any more toys. He needs it. <laughs> So, so one it. of
0: one of my favorite movies of all time is Galaxy Quest. So oh, good. Oh, okay, man. so everyone can, can agree that that was a good... I think
3: thing. Yeah. universally, so amongst Star Trek fans, and I'll speak for all of them right yep. now, is they loved Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Like, it, and I loved it. It's, it's such a fucking good movie. Yeah. And it's so funny and did such a good job, like, parodying it from, mm-hmm. you know, literally from the fandom to, you know, what the show was. Mm-hmm. this is a rad, like... It's such a bum out that Alan Rickman's dead and that they never made a sequel to the oh. movie. Well, and, that, and
1: that the movie didn't do better when it was in theaters. Because I think I saw it and went, holy shit, how come more people aren't seeing this movie? And it, it's taken some time, but like, I don't know, 20 years later and people so, are like, oh my God,
3: this movie huge is a cult classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
2: what was Battlestar Galactica? Was that an attempt to be the next Star Wars or Star Trek or anything mm-hmm. like that? What was that?
3: It was in between Star Trek and Star Wars, the TV show, mm-hmm. Battlestar and did so I it think it was trying to it was trying to be I think more Star Wars, but it never. reached. When did it come on? It was in the early '80s or late '70s. Uh, wait, later are you talking about Battlestar? The, hey Siri, yeah. when was the, the, one on on yeah. the one that we saw on ABC, or the one that
1: came out recently. No, the one on ABC. Yeah. The one oh, yeah, that was in. So 1978. Yeah, it was yeah. right after. It was right after. Star did that Wars make an like
2: like impact like how I, like Star Trek and no, and I'll actually Star
1: Trek. Star Trek. No, you keep saying track. Like it's like it's a you know music R-E-K. band.
3: Sorry, I apologize. To this is my band. Star Trek, everybody. I diddy, diddy, diddy. <laughs> no, but Battlestar was a fun show, but yeah. they. uh when they did uh, the reboot of it, and the oh, the reboot you was know, dark as hell, man. It's the fucking greatest show. Yeah. Though. it was amazing. It oh, gave so us like like Oh, I love oh, yeah. it more than anything. Well,
1: because but. because the guy who created it, Ronald D. Moore, uh-huh. was a writer for On Next Generation. For, yeah, oh, for Next Generation. So he just
2: tried to build his own. No, no. no. What he did was
1: what he did America? was he took that, and when that happened, it was also when the Twin Towers went down and all that stuff. So he took he did exactly what Gene Roddenberry did. He took this world and said, okay. How do I make this world reflect what we have happening in the real world, right? But be just enough different that people go, oh, like it's an allegory for what's happening in the time. And so that they could take whatever was happening. Cylons
3: like- were filthy terrorists. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, they were, they were terrorists until you realize that they were human, too. And they were... They were You're integrated. About the new Battlestar, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, yeah. old
2: Battlestar. No. Well, the
1: old Battlestar was just the Cylons walking around in, in boots. But that that was more of a, that was more of a that was more of a. It's 1977 and Star Wars just came out. It's 1978. We got to do something because yeah, people are doing space. So Battlestar that. Galactica came out, and then Buck Rogers came out. Yeah, and Buck Rogers so was good.
3: fucking crazy because he had the Gil, little. Gil Gerard is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Oh I, really? I, oh yeah. I was a little. I was in like maybe fifth grade or fourth grade, and our acting teacher was friends with him, and so he came to one of our acting classes to like stop by, and like we were fucking stoked. He was kind of creepy, and he was mean to every little boy. Oh, but every little girl, he was like, "Hi, how you doing?" I was like, "Fuck you, Gil Gerard." <laughs> you, know? So, you know, sorry, R.I.P. Gil. I don't know if he's still alive. He must be, but yeah. Okay, can we pivot? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Turn? We
2: got deep in. I want um, you to tell us the most batshit crazy Hollywood story that you witnessed when you were living in Hollywood. That you Hollywood can say Hollywood without getting, say getting out, into trouble. Getting
3: into trouble. Batshit crazy. Like party or experience. Or just something, yeah, you, or, or? you were like, I mean, oh my is, God, like, I can't believe I, I'm here. One of my favorite stories uh, that happened to me uh, involved Bruce Willis. Okay. And I have no problem like sharing <laughs> and telling the world this story because he can go fuck himself. Wow. And, you know, here we go. I, I think it's great that he's you know sick and you know dying in oh, no. oh, real, real bad. But guess what? Just because you're an asshole, and then all of a sudden you become sick, it doesn't mean that you know all of a sudden all is forgiven. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel Made sorry good you're movies. dying, bro. But it's gonna be a good like, story, You're man. an asshole. All right. I tried to date him, and he said no, no. So I was working, <laughs> I was working on a, a movie called Live Free Die Hard. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which was the fifth Die Hard movie. After that, not Sam a good Jackson Die Hard one. movie. Yeah. No, it wasn't at all. But I was stoked because I, I was just a PA, um, and I I love production, production assistant, assistant. Yeah, and I I was a P, I was a production assistant for like thirteen years. Wow. Uh, because I I just I liked it, and I didn't have any like drive to like grow, you know, because I mastered. Production assistanting. Mm. and I was making as much as production coordinators with zero responsibility. Wow! Like I to coordinators work the have a lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility, yeah. and then you know, Brooke and I met, and you know, we got married. And she's You're like, like, "Hey," and she's like, "You can't fucking be a PA anymore." So I was like, "All right, fine." Huh? I you know, <laughs> you know quickly switched and yeah. you know moved up the ranks. But so I was working on a uh, Die Hard, a live free free or Die, die hard. hard, with and I'm like, be so fucking happy because like Bruce Willis is a hero. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Everything I I love Moonlighting. Yep. I love oh, yeah. Die Hards. Like he's Bruce Willis. So Six Cents. Yeah, six cents. I didn't care for that movie. <laughs> like it was good, you know, but like have you rewatched it? Yeah. It was, I it it still a rat- still holds up? Oh uh, uh, no, <laughs> you know? I, I I had my daughter watch it. <laughs> Did she like it? She said, that was okay. I mean I'm sure it was fine, but I like but I loved Unbreakable. It's oh, like yeah. one of oh, yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah, movies yeah, of all yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, a- anyway. Anyway. So Bruce Willis. So I want and this. This all. This is a dumb one, but <laughs> one of the things he needed in the office, if he when when he would come to the production office, uh, was he needed um, double shot espressos, you know, cases of them in the refrigerator at all times, right? And I was the PA that I always had to stock the you know, a production assistant in the office is doing everything from doing all the um, craft servicing, so I'm getting all the food all the time. You're making all the Copies of shit. You're, you know, printing sides. You're filing insurance. You're doing all this bullshit work, right? That helps the production get made. So my job was always to get these fucking things and make sure they were in the fridge. He never came to the office to get them. But I'd always have to get them and other people would drink them. And then <laughs> they were like, you need to get more just in case. And so and that was annoying, right? So I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I get it. Like, cool. You know, he's the guy. He might want stuff. So one day, my uh, production coordinator was like, Bruce is coming into the office, and he wants uh, to see all the um, all the uh, action sequences in the film. And I think there were four big action sequences in the film. And so she's like, uh, he wants all the storyboards laid out um, and put up in order on these giant, like, you know, eight-foot Celotex boards, right? That took up this whole room, right? That's so a I
1: was
3: lot, like, yeah. So, no problem. My job. I go in. It um, takes me all day to do it. i fucking, they're all like perfectly organized. They're labeled on top of which sequence is what. And it's, you know, it looks great. Like I fucking did a great job because I'm awesome.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, Bruce Willis comes in, and uh, I meet him. So it's me, my coordinator, Bruce Willis, and his like right hand man who became his like, you know, like a producing partner or co producer named Stephen Eads. Nicest fucking guy in the world, the Stephen Eads. Bruce comes in, and I'm like, "Keep it together, bro." This is fucking Bruce Willis. <laughs> um, mind you, I've met tons of famous people in my life, and yeah. I've never been starstruck before, except for when I met Robin Williams when I was mm. younger, because he was a hero, and I was like, "What do I do?" Sure, I'll tell you that story later. But so Bruce comes in, he's like, "Hey," uh, he goes, "How you doing?" Uh, I'm Bruce, and I was, he's like, "What's your name?" I'm like, "God, oh, Tori, nice to meet you." He's like, oh, "Hey, Tori," uh, what am I looking at? I'm like. Cool. So I go, uh, you know, here's the Harrier jet sequence. And here's this sequence, this sequence. And then they're, you know, in order. So you could follow, you know, board one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, you know, and it's each laid across um, a, an eight foot wide uh, board. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like they're four rows deep. Right. So it goes from top to bottom. Totally fine. And he's like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, but what's what's the order of it? And I'm like. Well, I go. It's it's in order, right? You know, it, here's the first one, and the second one. He's like, um, he goes, D- um, do you have like a like a you know you know what a sharpie is? And I'm like, what? It, he's like, you know, a sharpie. And I look at my coordinator. Her name's Nancy. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know what a uh, sharpie is. Like, well, I just need I just need a you to to make a line, uh, you know, showing me which direction everything is. And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, but but I and I'm like but it's already in order, and he's like yeah but you know just so I can you know and then and then these boards down here and he's pointing to the bottom ones were literally like by his waist, he he kind of haunches down, and I'll stand up. So he goes he goes so when I'm looking at the boards, I don't want to have to be like this. Oh my god. And I was like and I look at Nancy, and she's like and I'm like okay. He's like so can you just raise them all up like six or eight inches. Uh, I was like, that's gonna take hours. I'm like, okay. Like, what am I gonna say? No. So I was like, cool. He's like, all right, great, thanks, man. Oh no, I fucked up the story. He comes in just right away, hot off the, you know, like Sharpie, blah blah. blah. And then he goes, oh, thanks, man. And then he goes, what's your name? And I go, I'm Tori. He goes, I'm Bruce. And then he just leaves. Uh. So I didn't. He didn't introduce himself at first. He introduced himself. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. And she's like, yeah, you know, sorry. That's what Nancy says to me. So then maybe he was already in the throes of his. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, is, this is you know 15 fucking years ago like you know and so it doesn't mean he needs to be an asshole about this right And it was really weird and she thought it was really weird and then um, so I was like whatever like I gotta do what I gotta do so I take all the and it's just me so it's kind of hard to fucking
2: move lift all day. these
3: boards yeah. up you know 8 inches lifted them all up 8 inches never comes back oh nice shit the whole production that was number one and then my <laughs> s- and then my other story with him cuz I hate him. This is, and I think this is pretty wild. It's fucking Bruce Willis. Um, he, they Bruce Willis got a uh, a per diem every day. Of like twelve hundred dollars or something. It was Jesus. like in his thing, a per diem. Yeah. What, what is he That's buying really, during the really, day? Who the fuck knows? But I get a per shit, diem when I go on tour. This is this, this is, is what's twenty five dollars a
0: day or something. Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: it's like seventy four bucks depending on what city you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know for food, um, but his was like <laughs> twelve hundred bucks. And this is what was so not great Bruce Willis. about Bruce Willis is that, you know, his guy Stephen would they cut up the call sheets and it has everyone's name, and they'd pick three names out of a hat. And so that's who he gave the per diem to. Oh. So he didn't even oh, need it. So nice. everyone got like a $400 like, little kickback. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, except. Went through the whole fucking call sheet. And the only person on the whole show that didn't win the fucking. You. Me. You. Me. <laughs> yeah. So you can't be mad at Bruce Willis. You just got yeah. the bad luck of a draw. Well, no, because there something was up. Oh, you think he hated you? I think he fucking hated me. I don't know because you didn't go through that. You know who else hates me? It's Carrie Elways. You remember really? him from the fucking yeah, Princess, Princess Bride? Blade, yeah. Why? uh Oh, <laughs> he's trying to date my wife. I and, have, uh... Yeah, he's trying to fuck my wife. It was really <laughs> weird. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I was working on uh, I was working on Saw. Oh, okay, yeah. the yeah. original one. Yeah, and I was the PA for that show. Um, everyone on that show is amazing. Except for the production designer who had a dog that bit me, and Carrie Owens, <laughs> and, and, and and Danny Glover, I we, we were told not to talk to him directly, because I think he wasn't like happy with white people. I think. If I remember that, I could be totally wrong, but I think that's what I was- He was a lethal weapon. I know, but I'm, I think it was, they were like, don't Who's talk only- to Danny unless he talks to you, and I think it's like, he doesn't enjoy white people. <laughs> I could be totally wrong though, so don't fucking totally quote me. But I think that's what it was. And I'm like, whoa! But I'm white. I did say hi to him one day, and he was very nice. You're not white; you're Jewish. I know. I'm the ultimate. I'm like I'm like L.A. Jew, so I'm yeah. not like from the desert. Exactly. Jew. I'm like a Russian Jew, so I'm, you know. But um, but he was still super nice standing up. So I'm I'm a very loud, uh, an outgoing person. Really? I know. Isn't that <laughs> weird? It's amazing. I'm so, so shy and yeah, adorable. I am. But uh, but. Carrie Elway's, you know, hadn't been working in a minute and like, you know, he was in this small budget horror film, but he was still Carrie Elway's. But people were paying more attention to me on the crew and stuff. And like, you know, I was making people laugh and shit like that. And I was being loud and obnoxious, which, you know, I am, I guess. But uh, and he was not very happy about that and was very short with me and very like snide and dismissive and. And I think it was because I was like stealing his thunder. Oh, hmm. but he was already but, a princess bride, though. I know, I mean, like, like he's so, fucking carry Always. Like yeah. I can't do anything. <laughs> like this beautiful man. But I and he he didn't like me at all. Really? Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Who else didn't
2: like you in Hollywood?
3: Or <laughs> <who> else, <laughs> I was thinking mind. about this what the other did, like, day. 10 left. What did, I, I was thinking about this one the other day, and it kind of bummed me out because I was a full blown like fucking asshole, but. Steven, I I don't know if you remember Steven Weber. He was on uh, Wings or one of those shows, right? He's been in a lot of shit. But when I first started doing, um, working in production, I was a PA at uh, MGM Animation. And I worked on uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, the animated series. Oh, oh, wow. Cool. And the sequel, movie, and like Robocop, the animated series. But, uh, and so I used to drop. (laughs) Which is hysterical to say. I, mean, I worked just, on Robocop, like this all
0: this super super hyper violent movie where a people blew up and got hit
1: by a car. Like, I worked <laughs> on the
0: cartoon. <laughs> yeah, it's what? weird they did do that a lot because they made yeah. a Toxic Avenger cartoon. Oh, too. Yeah, I remember
1: yeah, the Toxic Avenger yeah, and cartoon. You go, and you yeah. go, Toxy. What, 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 what's happening? Yeah. Toxy. Yeah. Sorry. But, sorry. Anyway. No, 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 no. And so <laughs> I,
3: so I used to drop scripts off at all these people's houses. I was just talking about this the other day. It Was like I, I was a PA that ha- my first car was a DeLorean. Ooh. Right. So back to the future. It's my favorite fucking thing in the world. Yeah. And so when I was a PA and I was starting out, I had a DeLorean and normally PAs are just like bozo people that like, you know, have some fucking old destroyed car. And so I was going to all these like, like A-list vintage celebrities houses. And like, I would hang out with these people forever like Dom DeLuise, I would sit there and like chat about my car. Ernest <laughs> Borgnine like and I, yeah. Ernest Borgnine, would, we would just sit and chat for hours. Wow. People were like, where the fuck are you? And I'm like, uh, I'm at Ernest's house. <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley, like always kept trying to rape me. Ooh, it was nice. amazing. Hi, he okay. always kept it trying to get me into his house and he was always in like the sexiest robes. <laughs> Nicest dude in the world. Oh um, well, yeah, he was but, nice to you. Totally. And so, but I, so Stephen Weber, I never really met him, but I would always drive, drop scripts off at his house. And so, a couple, like three or four years ago, he was at a Star Trek convention in Vegas because he was, I guess, on one of the Star Trek movies or something. And so then he was signing autographs. Oh. And <laughs> I was like, holy shit. So I went up and said hi to him. And I was like, yo, you ain't going to remember me. But I used to fucking drop scripts off your house or MJ. I was like, oh, my God. And he was like super nice. And then I'm like, how am I going to get become best friends with him? And so I was like. <laughs> yo, if you want to bang any of my booth girls, you just let me know. He's like, And he goes, whoa, dude, that's fucking weird. Thank you. And then just fucking, like, walked away. And I was like, hey, that wasn't the move, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I you know. I have, like, like, yeah, you know, lots of fun. But story, most but. people
0: are probably pretty pretty nice and mm, mellow, Yeah, I mean, right? you
2: still had advice to, if you ever had the chance to meet your hero, you should, right?
0: Oh, I
3: don't know about no. that. No, yeah, well. it's not. No, I, I would. I would highly recommend against it. I mean, I think if you're going to meet Keanu Reeves, you're probably stoked because yeah. you know he's going to be a fucking good apple. Yeah, yeah. I, I worshiped. worship m- Wesley Snipes. Like, oh. I'm like this oh. dude is the fucking greatest guy alive. Yeah. And this is like New Jack City. White men can't yeah. jump. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I'm like Major I, League. And all Major that. League. Yeah. I had. I had his jersey. I had wow. a, I had a an Indian Indians jersey that says Hayes on the back. You know, oh, really nice. Hayes Hayes. I had it made and everything. Yeah. Love loved love Wesley Snipes. And then and then <laughs> I'm at the fucking MTV uh Video Awards. Yeah. VIP backstage because I am who I am. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and uh I see Wesley Snipes sitting at a, a standing at a tabletop like a round tabletop with a beer. No one around him. Right? He's just like chilling. And I'm like Oh shit! And I'm young. I was like maybe, I, mean I was like 16. I don't know how old I was. I was, but I was young. Got there, so I must have driven. Whatever. I was like stoked to fucking see Wesley. Snipes. I'm like, I'm gonna go introduce myself to Wesley Snipes. This is amazing. And so I walk up to him, and he has his beer, and I'm like, sorry to bother you, Mr. Snipes. That's what, my name's Tori. I'm a huge fan. I fucking love you. You know, whatever. I was very nice, very polite. He just looks at me, and takes his beer starts drinking it and just goes mm. oh. fucking grunts at me and I'm like well, I guess go fuck yourself and <laughs> then I fucking left oh man and
2: yeah. that was you know yeah.
3: so there I think there's definitely people that are great to meet I met Michael J. Fox when I had my DeLorean oh, yeah. I was going to say and who are the good ones who are the ones I, he was at my favorite deli back home which is where I grew up Arts Deli in Studio City <laughs> shout out to Arts mm. um, and he was eating and I had my DeLorean it was parked right out front and I was like, I'm going to go fucking say hi to him. This, this is the difference between pieces of shit and nice people. He was eating and I was like, so sorry to bother you, Mr. Fox. You know, can I get an autograph? Whatever I fucking said. He's like, I'm eating. When I'm done, I'd love to. I'm like, hmm. right answer. Awesome. I'm like, you're the greatest. Went to my booth and was like eating and hanging out and kind of like wasn't even thinking about it anymore because I got to talk to Michael J. Fox and he came up to my fucking table and he's like, what up? And I was like, holy shit. I go, I love you. You're the best. I fucking have, you know, drive a DeLorean because of you and it's outside. You want to check it out? He's like, yeah. I went outside with Michael J. Fox. We talked about my DeLorean. He wow. signed the license plate no. for my DeLorean. Oh, nice. And he hated driving DeLoreans. Um, but, as fucking <laughs> no dude No picture with in
2: next to your car, though.
3: No, because I didn't have like cell yeah, phones like, cell phone that, like that to that yeah. shit. Um, super nice. Um, the first celebrity my son ever met was a um, uh, Super Dave Osborne. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So R.I.P. because he was yeah, the fucking funniest the east, man. Um, uh, uh, Einstein, Bob Einstein, I think yeah. was his name. But he was the nicest dude in the world. I mean, there's t- like a lot of them are, are fucking celebrities are normal people, right? And, you know, they have good days, bad days, whatever. But like people like Bruce Willis, he was a dick. There are stories about Bruce Willis being a dick before he was famous, and then when he got famous, it just enabled him to be a yeah. dick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's it, you know, but people are who they are. Not everyone's nice. You know, they just happen to choose a profession where you, you know you like what they do, so you want them to be that person, yeah. mm-hmm. and they're you know they're not. So you can't fault them for that. But like I would never have been friends with Bruce Willis because he was a piece of shit prior to, you know. And I kind of yeah. s- like mm-hmm. to surround myself with nicer people. Nah. So
1: if you can surround yourself with.
3: No, you, well, you guys are sweethearts, you know.
0: <laughs> I guess it's the fucking the best. I would never grunt and drink my beer at you.
3: No, because you'd share it with me. <laughs> exactly. You'd never drink beer. I
0: wouldn't be drinking beer. <laughs> to drink with, but. I don't, I'm not. A, are, you, are you? not a drinker? I'm, I'm not just a drinker. not a drinker.
3: Yeah. I'm not a drinker either. Yeah. yeah. I do not drink. That's oh. a little fun fact about me. Yeah. Oh, nice. That must
2: have been tough in Hollywood not being able to party, though.
3: I wasn't that. So, dude, do you what,
0: think he needs beer to party? Yeah, I don't. I well, here. He so, but here's what this is,
3: this is what made it easy for me. One, when I was 16, I made a bet with my, one of my best friends. He thought that I would drink before I was 30. And I'm like, I'll never drink before I'm 30. And I love gambling. So it was very simple for me once we made the bet. And it was for like 30 grand. Which, you know, we were kids Whoa. at the time. So no one had a pot to piss in. Damn. You know, but he became a successful fucking actor guy and you know had plenty of money. But I didn't drink between 16 and 30. And on my 30th birthday... I was like, I didn't, and I would feel bad. Like if I went to a party or something and someone spilled beer on me, I'd freak out and leave and go wash myself off. Cause I'm like, beer's going to get in my pores and I'm going to (laughs) fucking, you know, become an alcoholic, but which is ridiculous. But so then I, uh, you know, on my 30th birthday, I was like, I'm going to get drunk on my 30th birthday. And so the only time I really ever like drank, drank was on my 30th birthday. Uh, we went to fucking dinner, a bunch of my friends and every drink that they bought, I had to drink right so i had Whoa. like 18 drinks that oh, night oh my god and you stopped drinking do you after even that you remember the, yeah. the night i remember everything oh, crystal really? clear yeah wow. and i the uh the, the the drinks none of them tasted good no matter what i got mm-hmm. the guinness i had a beer and that was like okay but the taste of alcohol was fucking gross to me i don't like it either i threw up a little bit the next morning <laughs> But then I was sick for like a month and a half afterwards. I remember like it was like drawn out. Yeah, alcohol poisoning. Yeah, like I was fucked (laughs) up. And and then and then after like a few weeks later or whatever, I was like, let me go. Let me try a Corona with like a lime because that looks good, like an icy cold, you know. And so I we were at a movie theater and I got it and I took a one sip and I started like gagging and I'm like, I'm gonna throw up if I drink this. Mm. And ever since then, every time I've tried drinking, it's like. The one – here's what I could drink if I ever needed to drink. Because like, the idea of drinking wine with like a good steak or food, that sounds so good yeah, to me. Or drinking a cold beer with like a fucking burger or like – the idea of that yeah. is so awesome to me. I just don't like the taste of alcohol. Me too. So the alcohol I could drink is to. if I have a a cup of um of Coke, a cola, yep. with like a little bit of Malibu yeah, rum. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like such a little bit of Malibu. Rum and Coke mm-hmm. is good. Then yep. I could – you know, yep. a rum and Coke I could drink. Yeah. And a Moscow Mule I could kind of – but
1: there's, there's, and at that point, there's no point in really drinking because you're That's <laughs> what you I'm saying, and, I'm paying, and then, then I'm
3: paying like a premium price for a drink that I don't even really like, uh, yeah. and exactly. it's going to take so many of these to yeah. even get me drunk. Like, what's the fucking point? You know, I'm cheap. I'm Jewish. What do you want from me? I agree. Yeah. Well, okay. We're <laughs> coming Tell back. Me, dude, we gotta come back. back. Because I know. I we need I like know, the part yeah. two. I didn't even yeah. get to to get into my questions. In why don't we do like you want to do like two rapid fires? Yeah, it's people. a podcast who gives a shit. Yeah. Okay. People, well, I have to go
1: cuz I got to go pick up my son. I got to pick up my
3: means. daughter right now. Or my Brooks picking up Bailey fitting anyone okay, gets okay. out in 30 minutes. Well, we'll come back. We'll do we'll, what do we do? Let me, let me get we'll, a couple we'll, John we'll, questions we'll, in. We'll, we'll do last questions?
0: we'll just do last question. Okay. You're a sci-fi guy. Yes. What's your favorite
3: sci-fi movie? So, my favorite we'll go round the table. All right, here we go. So, uh-huh. I'll tell you my favorite science fiction TV show okay. ever cuz I have a giant tattoo of it on my back is Stargate. Sg one. Oh okay. yeah, Stargate's you have great. a
2: giant tattoo on your back of, of the Stargate. Stargate? Yeah. Of the Stargate on his that back. That's going to need to see that later.
3: I'll show it to you right when we <laughs> you know, hit stop. I yeah. know <laughs> I have like superhero tattoos on me, but yep. Star- So Stargate's my oh, favorite yeah. uh, science fiction TV show. Um, growing up, Blade Runner was my favorite science fiction movie, hmm. but like Tron was one of my favorite science fiction movies. I mean, there's movie. If my the, the Tory scale of of justice is it's either my favorite. Or it fucking sucks. <laughs> okay. You know, Netflix introduced the it's okay
2: to yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Like
3: all those original Netflix films that are coming yeah. out with all the A-list actors, they're good enough to watch, but they're not like great films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. What yeah. about you?
0: I uh, you know, I can't think of one I guarantee if it if I saw it off the top of my head, the only thing that pops up in my head right now is The Thing by John Carpenter.
3: Is the greatest fucking movie in the world, <laughs> and let me tell you why. <laughs> John Carpenter I love him not only does he like compose all his films and write them and direct them mm-hmm. but the thing is like the perfect well, fucking science fiction horror the, movie the
0: only reason I don't say Big Trouble in Little China is because I don't know <laughs> so, if that would be considered a sci-fi movie 100% sci-fi because oh, you got that, all the guys with the okay, fucking okay, lightning yeah. and the. Yeah, uh, then I would say that
3: Big Trouble in Little China I went to um, uh, an Asian premiere a, like the Korean premiere of uh, Speed Racer in K-Town with Brooke and sitting right next to me Mr. James Hong
1: Oh, Ooh. nice. Fucking
3: nicest dude in the world. He is. He really literally is. Yeah. Fucking low pan was sitting low right pan. next <laughs> to me. And I'm like, holy shit. The Thing is on my list, one of my top five, I think, favorite movies of all time. Okay. Yeah. And all even right. the remake that they did, which was a it prequel, wasn't bad. wasn't bad. Like, I hated it in the theater. It, I just rewatched it two weeks ago. I don't care for the CGI effects awful. compared to the... Or like, practical. Or, but but, uh, but uh, so, like, the, your, the font of your shirt reminds me of uh, uh, Buckaroo bonsai.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, Bucker which is Banta. one of my favorite films. Peter Weller, also, yep. yeah,
3: who's also a good director. He, who, oh no, you worked with him, yeah, on a Magnum, uh, Hawaii Five-0. Hawaii Five-0? yeah. I heard he's a dick.
1: Well, he wasn't a dick on that day, okay. Because a lot of us were getting beat up. He, uh, he was, but he was very specific in his direction. Because I love what he wanted yeah. love
3: Peter Weller, yeah, and. We have a friend that's on uh, Magnum and he would direct episodes and I'm like, I want to go meet him. But then I've heard stories and then I'm like, he's the very first person that I'm like, I don't know if I want to meet him.
2: And be disappointed. And be bummed out because I fucking,
3: like, Bruce Willis movies are kind of ruined for me Mm, now. Yeah, Yeah. I can see that. You know, and I don't want that to happen with Peter Weller because Buckaroo Banzai means so much to me and RoboCop and, you know, shit like that. But, like, I love Buckaroo Bonsai. Dude, I don't know what is going on. But we've been having helicopters. There's only the second uh, siren, though. They're all coming after yeah, sh- you,
1: man. I know. I know. It's because sure of the shit, out he talked
0: about, yeah. it's the shit he talked
1: about
3: Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis yeah. coming <laughs> what me. What about you?
2: Favorite sci-fi or just movie? Sci-fi. He don't watch movies. I watched The X-Files. Oh, X-Files. oh okay. Yeah, okay. That's,
3: that's heavy sci-fi. Yeah, I
2: like that stuff. That was a good <laughs> series, man. They're going to reboot that. I'm going to um, about ruin it. Netflix is the, what, black... What is it called? The oh, Black Mirror. Oh, my God. You love Black Mirror? I love Black Mirror. That's so
3: crazy to me because that is so deep sci-fi. It is, so is, yeah. like wow. crazy, though. Wow.
2: But then it's actually some of the stuff turned into reality. It's amazing. Oh,
3: totally. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so a scary. wild show.
2: But from the first episode, I was hooked. But the first episode is the most disturbing episode of TV I've Which ever seen. Which one was it?
3: From season one?
2: Season one, when the politician was put on put on camera to with the pig. Oh
3: yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Was that a politician? Was yeah. I think it was, was a politician. Was, oh my
3: god, that 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 was wild. Me,
2: but at the same time, that was the most craziest stuff I ever saw.
3: There's so much good science fiction out there. Mm-hmm. Really?
2: Okay, okay, Dev, go real quick before I we gotta go.
1: I don't I don't even know because there's so many to choose from. I know well, hard. just
2: say the first thing that pops
0: in your head because I don't think the thing would be my number I've one, got, but it's the first I, thing that pops.
1: I got Galaxy Quest in my head just because uh, it's oh. funny. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got the we of what we talk. It's great, but
3: I think the thing is where it's at. I mean, I could. I could, if I were like, you know, trapped on a fucking island, in the middle of the ocean, and I had one movie, it would be, would be I, one? I, the thing would be on that list. It's
0: such a mind f. Total. Just okay. like, I was like, okay. you gotta be
1: fucking kidding me. <laughs>
0: Things come <laughs> up. Like, all right. Well, anyway, we would definitely have you back because we're just getting started at movie top. But uh, thank you to all of our patrons and everybody just to let He's you know. He's
1: going to be back. Don't hey, worry.
3: Sorry in advance if I offended every single person. out there. I'm really a nice fucking guy. That unless you're Bruce, yeah, you're, unless Bruce Willis, you're Bruce Willis. If you're Bruce, Bruce Willis, fuck you. go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I did say, though, if, if if Wesley Snipes ever apologized to me, I would forgive him. There you go. Oh, Bruce okay. Willis. it can I Wesley if you're listening you still have a chance. You still got a chance for me, yeah. buddy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, just, just real quick before, before we sign off. Uh, if you happen to be in Japan and watching this, I'll be at uh, Thumbs Up on May 1st and the Cotton Club on May 2nd. Um, we're going to take a couple weeks off because I'll be in Japan, obviously, t- touring. And uh, we'll come so back awesome. mid
3: May. Oh, so and How can so... you watch your podcast? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So I started doing a, a, my own podcast, which doesn't have the commitment of the, <laughs> the sessions here, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, Whatever the Podcast Show with Tori Mel. Um, and wherever podcasts are, you know, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, like blah blah blah. Just type in whatever the podcast show with. Tori I'm gonna subscribe after this because I want yeah, to I wanna go. I want
1: to go on the podcast so we could talk more about. Sci-fi Done. I'll have you on. Together. Hell yeah! I'm there. Perfect. Yeah,
3: yeah. go. We gonna stay here at your house and keep recording. Bring your toys. Okay. See you guys. Thank you guys. Take care. Thank you. Bye.